And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Corninius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, for the, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day, in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And that, children, is what Christmas is really all about.
Christmas Eve. How awesome is it? This is the fourth of our four Christmas Eve services and they've all been packed out. Can we celebrate that? It has been awesome. Um, we had something really special planned that we were gonna do at the end of our service, but uh, sometimes you have to punt and so that's what we're doing and we're gonna do it now and I think you'll be okay that we're doing it now instead of the end. Um, you know, we are trying to be a blessing to a lot of families this year at Christmas. Um, we're going to receive a special offering at the end, and it's not for our church. It's to help families in our community. And so um, this is our fourth service, and so a lot of us have been here for most of the day. And uh, we ordered a pizza from Domino's, and I think the pizza is being delivered. Do we have the pizza? Okay, so this is Robert from Domino's. Can we just welcome him to Orchard Church tonight? Robert? Great to meet you. Thank you for the pizza. Do, what kind of pizza do we have here? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know okay, we don't really care, but that's fine. But go ahead and give me the pizza. All right, who would like a large Domino's pizza for Christmas? Suzette, you want a pizza? There you go. Hot and tasty. I think we've already paid for the pizza, prepaid for it, but uh, we certainly want to give you a tip. Okay, so what is the largest tip that you've ever received delivering pizza? How long have you been doing this? I've actually only been here a couple weeks. <laughs> to answer the question. $20 is the largest tip you've ever received. And I knew that you'd only been doing this a couple of weeks because I talked to your manager and I know that you're doing this because you lost your job and you're trying to provide for your family of five and it's difficult and it's tough. And I want you to know this, first of all, from Orchard Church that we commend you for doing whatever it takes to provide and take care of your family. And that is awesome. And we, we want to bless you tonight with, with a tip. You said the largest tip that you've ever received is $20. Okay? Well, have you ever received $100? Okay? Well, there's $100. Have you ever received $200? Okay. Have you ever received $300? about $500. No, 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 wait, we're not done, we're not done. Here's $1,000 to help you and your family this Christmas from our church. to you. We set this up with your manager. I said, who's working Christmas Eve that could use a blessing this Christmas? And so I got to be honest with you, of all the things we've done, all four services, I was looking forward to this one. Thank you very much. Can I pray for you? Let me just pray for Robert, all right, and your family, okay? But I thank you for Robert, Lord. I thank you for a man that's willing to do whatever it takes to provide for his family. And, Lord, we know that you're going to bless his efforts. We thank you that we have been blessed to be able to be a blessing to him. We pray that this will make his Christmas a little extra special for him and his family. And we uh, know it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so thank you for this blessing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
let me ask you this question. By a show of hands, how many of you guys have ever received a Christmas gift that you really didn't like? You weren't that excited about? Raise your hands up, nice and high, nice and high. Lots of people, okay, put them down. How many of you are sitting by the person that gave, no, don't answer that, just kidding. Don't wanna get you in trouble on Christmas. Well, we put together a little video of parents giving their kids some gifts at Christmas that they were not real excited about. Check this out. One present you get to open for Christmas. Merry Christmas! presents. He was, he was so excited about what he got. My only fear of showing you that video this Christmas is I'm, I'm afraid I may have given some of your parents some bad ideas tonight or tomorrow. But here's the good news, kids. I know we got a lot of kids in here. Here's the good news. I've made a deal with your parents this Christmas. And as long as you sleep in until 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, they won't give you any bad gifts, okay? As long as, is that a deal, parents? As long as they sleep until like 9 o'clock tomorrow, I'll give you plenty. <laughs> the kids are all like, no, no, just give me something bad. But you know, the truth is, we have all, we've all received gifts at Christmas or birthday or other times that it wasn't what we really wanted. You know, it, what, we weren't excited about it, maybe it didn't fit right, we wanted to take it back, we didn't really ask for it, and that can, can be a bummer. But you know what is even worse than getting a gift that you didn't really want? It's being offered the best gift 
that you can ever get and not ever opening it, not ever receiving it. And there's unfortunately a gift that God wants everybody to have this Christmas that unfortunately people have gone Christmas after Christmas after Christmas and they've never opened the biggest and the best and most amazing gift of all. And this is a gift that once you receive it, you never want to take it back. It never wears out. It never gets old. And here's the good news. It lasts forever and forever. It's the gift of salvation. And it's crazy that some people go Christmas after Christmas and they open all these different gifts, but they never open that gift, the best gift of all. You see, 2,000 years ago, God looked down on mankind and he said, I want a relationship with them. I love them. I created them. But the Bible says that our sin separates us from a relationship with God. So God said, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. And he gave us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us so much he gave us his son. You know, that, at Christmas, we, we sing about and we have programs about the baby Jesus in a manger. And that's all great and nice, but that's not the end of the story. That's actually just the beginning of the story. Because that baby in a manger named Jesus grew up to be a man. He lived a perfect, sinless life. And then at the age of 33, he went and he died on a cross to provide us the gift of eternal life and the gift of salvation. We've got to be willing to open it. We've got to be willing to receive it. The Apostle Paul talked about it this way in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We'll put this on the screen. And he talked about the amazing gift of eternal life and how we open this gift. And it's so clear what Paul said. He said this, God saved you by his grace. Help me out, church. When you believed, God saved you by his grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. He saved us by his grace when you believed. And then he goes on to tell us about salvation. And he says, and you can't take credit for this. Why? Because it is a, say a church, it's a gift from God. It's a gift. It's not something you earn. It's not something you work for. Salvation, Paul said, is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. It's not like we put our faith in Jesus and one day we arrive in heaven and everybody's going around boasting about how they got there. You know, well, I got here in a week, or I got here in a month, or I got here because all of these things I did, or I got here because I didn't do these things. We don't get to heaven and boast about how we earned our salvation because we don't earn salvation. It is a gift from God, and it's a gift we must willing, be willing to receive and accept. You see, this is the difference between religion and Christianity and what the Bible teaches. There's so many different religions around the world, and it can be so confusing because they believe so many different things. But you can take all the religions of the world, and you can put them into one category. Religion teaches this. It's about how man can somehow get back to God by what he does, by doing good or not doing bad and earning it. And yet the Bible says we can't take credit for this. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. It is a gift from God. Religion is man's attempt to get back to God. But Christianity and what the Bible teaches is that God loved us enough to come down to man. And he sent his son to die for us. You see, Jesus was born at Christmas so we could be born again. So that we could have a relationship with him. And we have to accept that by faith. And God knew what our greatest need was. When he sent his son, Jesus, on that first Christmas 2,000 years ago. 
He knew that our greatest need, he knew what it was. You see, if our greatest need had been for information, then God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need would have been for health, God would have sent us a physician. If our greatest need would have been for money, God would have sent us an economist. But God knew that our greatest need was forgiveness. And so he sent us a savior named Jesus Christ. But this Christmas, that savior wants to be your savior. He wants you to open the best and the greatest gift that you could ever receive at Christmas or any other time of the year. You say, well, how do I open this gift? How do I receive this gift? What does it say? God saved you by his grace when you believe. It's a personal decision that only you can make. It doesn't matter what your mom and dad believe. It doesn't matter what your grandma or grandpa believes. It doesn't matter what your brother or sister believes. It doesn't matter what your friends believe. It only matters what you believe. Have you opened the greatest gift, the gift of Jesus Christ, our Lord, this Christmas? Heavenly Father, we thank you that 2,000 years ago, you loved us enough to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Jesus was born so we could be born again, so that we could receive the gift of salvation, a home in heaven, everlasting life, forgiveness of sins, being adopted into your family. And Lord, I pray if there's anyone here tonight in this service that has never opened that gift of salvation, that tonight, in the next few moments, would be the night that they finally decide of all the gifts that they're going to open this year, they want to make sure they've opened the best gift, the gift of your son and a relationship with him. continue in an attitude of prayer I don't believe any of you are here tonight by accident or coincidence and I believe there are some of you here tonight that God your entire life has been preparing you for this night and this moment Christmas Eve 2015 the night when you finally said yes to Jesus you finally believed not just about Jesus but in Jesus you put your faith and trust in him. You opened the best gift you could open. You say, well, how, how, do I, how do I open it? I mean, do I just believe? You know, the Bible says this. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You get the gift, the gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, a home in heaven. And the, one of the ways that we call on the Lord is through prayer. We express what is in our heart. And in just a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to give some of you an opportunity to pray this prayer with me from your heart to God's right where you sit this Christmas Eve to invite Jesus into your life. You see, the way you open the gift of salvation is by opening your heart and your life to Jesus. And that's how you open the gift. I'll help you with this prayer, but let me tell you this. It's not a magic prayer. These aren't magic words. But if they come from your heart, a heart of faith and a heart of trust, and a heart of belief, you can receive Jesus tonight and his gift of everlasting life. If that's you tonight, would you pray this prayer with me from your heart to God's right where you sit? It goes like this. Jesus, I do believe in you. I believe you came to this earth to provide the gift of eternal life. Jesus, I want to open that gift this Christmas. I'm opening my heart and my life to you right now in faith. I'm not just going to believe about you. I'm going to believe in you. So this Christmas, Jesus, 
Will you come into my life? Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I want to begin a relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, for the amazing gift of eternal life. Thank you. Thank you for being born so I could be born again. As we continue in an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'd never want to do that. But I would love the privilege and honor to pray for you. If you just made that decision, that's the best decision you could ever make. And you didn't get religion tonight. You got a relationship with Jesus. And I would love to pray for you that you will grow in your walk and relationship with Jesus from this day forward. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around for just a moment by myself, would you just slip up your hand for prayer and say, yes, I invited Jesus into my life tonight, and I want you to pray for me. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you, young man. Thank you. God bless you over here. Anyone else? Just put up your hand nice and high so I can see it. God bless you. Up on the top. Yes, a couple people up there. God bless you. Family together. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless you down here on my right. Thank you. Over here to my right. Thank you guys. Thank you. I see you. Three or four of you there. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, I prayed that prayer of faith. Yes, up here in this section. I see your hands. Thank you, guys. I prayed that prayer of faith and I really meant it. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for all those putting their faith and trust in you tonight. I pray that this will be a Christmas they'll never forget, the Christmas when they open the greatest gift they could ever receive. And I pray that they would grow in their walk and relationship with you from this day forward. As we continue in prayer, I know that many of you are here tonight this Christmas. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Christmas and sing about Christmas being the most wonderful time of the year. But the truth is, for some people, it's the most challenging time of the year. It's the most difficult time of the year because you're facing a, a crisis in your life. You're, maybe it's your marriage is hanging on by a thread. Maybe your relationship with your kids is strained. Maybe you have financial difficulties, health difficulties. And I just want you to know... That what you need this Christmas is not more presence under the tree, but more presence of Jesus, your Savior, in your life. And I want to pray for you. If you're going through a trial, a difficulty, a challenge right now, I want to pray that you would feel in a very real and personal way the presence of Jesus this Christmas. And I'd love the privilege to pray for you. Would you slip up your hand and say you? Yes, I have a need. Would you pray for me, Pastor? I have a need. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I have a need in my life, a challenge that I'm going through. God bless you. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for all those this Christmas that are having a hard and difficult time and facing trials and tribulations. And Lord, I just pray that they would sense the presence of your Holy Spirit, your love, your grace, your mercy, your comfort and peace that passes all understanding this Christmas, whatever they're facing, knowing that you never leave us, you never forsake us, that we can do all things through Christ, which gives us strength, and that whatever you bring us to, you will bring us through. And I pray that many will be encouraged by that tonight, no matter what they're facing. We talked to one of the group this Christmas Eve. There's some of you here, you believe, many of you, you're believers. You know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You remember when you opened the gift of salvation. But let me ask you, have you thought about this this Christmas? Of all the gifts that you're giving to people, family and friends this Christmas, what are you giving Jesus? What are you giving Jesus for Christmas? Because after all, it is his birthday. And you know what he wants more than anything else? This is the gift he wants from us. He wants our worship. He wants our dedication. He wants our obedience. And that's the best thing we can give him at Christmas and as we get ready to go into 2016. And if you give the gift of your life and your worship and adoration to him, it's the gift that we'll give all year long, over and over again, back to you. 
How many of you as believers would say, yes, that's what I want this Christmas. I want to give the gift of my life, my worship to Jesus, my Savior. Would you lift up your hands for prayer? God bless you. Thank you. Hands everywhere. Father, I pray that this Christmas we would make sure we give you the gift of ourselves, the gift of, of worship to you and obedience to you and trust to you. And, and that if our relationship with you has drifted, that it would be brought back closer to you this Christmas and throughout next year to the one who gave everything for us, Lord. We worship you, we adore you, and we praise you. We thank you for your amazing gift of salvation and eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what Christmas is really all about. Thank you for all those in all four services, many people this Christmas Eve, opening the greatest gift they could ever open. We know that your word says that even when one person makes that decision that a party and a celebration among the angels breaks out in heaven and may we celebrate with them and rejoice over the many probably close to 100 people this Christmas Eve that have put their faith and trust in you may we celebrate with them right now in Jesus name, amen Orchard Church, can we celebrate big time many people accept the advice this Christmas Eve amen. many decisions for Christ thank you guys so much. I want to ask you to do this right now. Inside of your newsletter, there's a connection card. You guys should all have one of those. I'm going to ask all of you to turn those in this Christmas Eve when we receive our gifts and offering just a, in just a moment. Um, if you're a first-time guest, hopefully you filled out the guest connection card so that we can just send you a thank you note and a gift in the mail from Orchard Church. We're not interested in your money today at all. Uh, guests, we're definitely interested in you, so let us know you're here. But all of you, if you take this survey, on, on that card you'll see four boxes, A, B, C, and D. So if you began a relationship with Christ today you said yes to Jesus um, let us know that check that box so we can continue to pray for you and your walk with the Lord if you are already have a relationship with Christ you're already a believer and you're celebrating Christmas with us check box B if you'd say I'm considering a relationship with Christ maybe you're not quite there yet we understand we respect that we want to pray for you we want to answer any questions that you may have here at Orchard Church we meet people where they are and just help them on their spiritual journey so if you check box C and give us some contact information uh, we'll reach out to you we'll help you in any way we can and if you're just not interested in this time um, we respect that it's a personal decision just check box D drop all those in the offering bucket when we receive our gifts in just a moment as I said um, all of our offering in all four services, uh, none of this is going to Orchard Church. Any undesignated money that comes in is going to help people in our community like the gentleman we already helped. Wasn't that awesome? You guys get to be a part of that. Very incredible. We had uh, a family in, uh, I think, our third service, a family of 10. Um, the Brighton Police Department, Brighton, Brighton Fire Department reached out to us yesterday. Uh, they found this family homeless, 10 of them living in an RV, and we've been able to give them some funds and help them this Christmas. So all this offering goes to that. It, because we believe this at Orchard Church. We've been blessed to be a blessing. Amen? And so, yeah, we can celebrate that. We have been blessed to be a blessing. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So thank you for being a part of that. Let's stand as we close our final service this Christmas Eve. In one of our favorite songs of worship, Silent Night. God bless you guys for being here. I love you, Orchard Church. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. Let's lift it up. Let's sing
Oh.